0: They're buying my trust, right? It's like, yes, people can look at me and they'll buy my lifestyle, which means that I could get them in to purchase something from me. That doesn't mean that they'll stay. And our retention rate with people is astronomical, and I'm so proud of that because we deliver on what we say we're going to deliver. We're often over delivering, and also I have a tremendous amount of like trust, and it's like I've invested a lot of energy, equity into my community, and that's constantly
1: I like reap what I sow. Hey, babe! Welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just wanna sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon to be podcast BFF. And let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited today. I have Andrea on the show. If you guys don't know her, you are absolutely missing out. We actually met through another former friend who I know you guys know, Allie, and I am so excited to have her on the show today. Andrea, tell my audience who you are and what you do.
0: So my clients call me the nervous system fairy and that I am akin to Xanax without the side effects. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all about emotional regulation and reducing our stress response specifically for entrepreneurs. So I'm leading what I call the the pleasure over pressure movement, where I teach people how to create seven figure businesses without taking a penny from pressure, only pleasure.
1: I absolutely love that. And anyone that is listening to this podcast right now who is popping Xanax, Andrea is absolutely the girl for you. So before we (laughs) get into what uh, Pleasure Over Pressure is, I would actually love to talk a little bit about your backstory because it is absolutely incredible about how you actually got here. And I think that so many people, especially in my audience, have so many excuses about why they can't do it. I've had a hard life. You know, it's never gonna work for me. And you have actually beat so many incredible odds to get here. So like, would you mind running my audience just through like what your life looked like before it and what it actually looks like now.
0: Oh my God. I just sent my future landlords. I'm moving into this really, really beautiful place on the water here in Fort Lauderdale that I'm was like
1: your story. It's incredible.
0: A dream. Like this yeah. is truly a dream manifested. I can wake up, pop my paddle board in the water. Like it is it's unlike anything I could have ever imagined when I was a little kid. And I was like, I don't know why I feel guided to send you guys this, but nobody's going to love and appreciate this home more than I do. So thank you so much for allowing me to make memories in it because I was the little kid that my dad popped a trailer in the middle of woods, no connections to water. And um, I had, I didn't say this part, but I was like, I just like understand like coming from very humble beginnings and, you know, during that season, my dad built what I called like a not so out house where he like just dug a hole in the ground, built a box over it, slapped a toilet seat on it. And that's like where we would use the bathroom. So in the middle of the night, if you had to pee, it was like the worst because you're like, ah, I don't want to be out in the woods. Like you just try to go back to sleep, try to go back to sleep, try to go back to sleep. I kind of thought we were camping. So I never really... I didn't know we were poor, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was a gift, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you don't
1: realize it when you're in it, but then looking back, you're like, oh, holy shit. Like we were actually like poor as fuck. Poor as fuck.
0: Like yeah. as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like the life that I live today is, is wildly different. And, you know, I... I try to be super conscious and aware of the fact that because I had such humble upbringings, it created a lot of hunger and drive. And I believe it's that hunger and that edge that really drives you to like want to, you know, break the world stereotypes as far as what's possible. And I love, love, love seeing other people do things that I'm like, wait a second, that's a potential reality for me. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the life that I try to live for other people now, because I know that is not where I came from for sure. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I absolutely love that. And, you know, I was following you for such a long time. You were such a role model for me and I had been, you know, consuming all of your content. And, you know, I was one of those people who like saved it all, shared it all, you know, bought all the mini offers. And then we were actually in this bundle together. I was like, Holy shit, like I actually get to know her even more. And again, you've just really like led the way for so many women women in this space. So, you know, whether you know that or not, like, I just want to massively like edify you right now on the show too. Thank you. Leading the way for so many people. So what is this like pleasure over pressure movement that you're really doing? And how did you get here?
0: So I built my first seven figure business in network marketing and it was hard, Uh, like fun in a lot of areas, but it was hard. And And I remember looking around and I'm like, why is it that some people can do this, but most people can't? And I really started trying to understand human behavior and me being undiagnosed ADHD for the majority of my life. I'm 41 now. I think I realized that I actually had ADHD about two years ago. I think my ignorance truly was bliss because what I had to do was I had to figure out like, and I never thought that I had it because I was like, well, I can focus. I didn't know what hyper-focus meant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Same, same. And then
0: I was like, oh, that's what that is. (laughs) When all of a sudden you can't do anything but the thing that's coming to your mind and you become like super obsessed with it. I was like, oh, that's why I can get so much done in such little time. And then everybody else thinks that I'm just procrastinating during the rest of it. And I'm like, no, I just like the faucet hasn't turned on yet, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So I started studying my own behavior, looking at, okay, When I do things from a place of pressure, what's happening? Number one, I'm leading with fear. And I believe if you move through fear, it's like planting a seed in cement and hoping it will grow. It's just not the soil that you really want to grow your business in. So I'm like, what's fresh soil? What's nutrient dense soil. And that's when you move from, when I say pleasure, pleasure can mean intuition, joy, love, interest, creativity. It's like coming from that place of like a natural source of energy. And what I noticed is when I built my first business, I would go through these seasons, the cycle of like extreme highs and extreme lows, like Hardcore burnout to where the end of the year I would be pushing, 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 like trying to hit goals and then, or like quarter goals and stuff. And then I would just slide into the next season on my face with road rash. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I can't keep doing this for the rest of my life. I can get it done. I can be disciplined, like everybody says that you need to be. But what if it could be different? And I started just playing with my own patterns and behaviors and started to notice that. When I allow myself to go with the natural cycles of my energy, when I don't subscribe to the belief systems of like you're procrastinating or this and that, or you got to sit down at your desk to do things. The majority, the only time I'm really at my desk is if I'm on with clients or I'm doing a podcast interview. Otherwise I'm in motion. I believe movement creates momentum. My ADHD, like I write better copy in my car. So like (laughs) I'm the one who will just sit in my driveway and I'll write posts. And
1: I'm always doing my content from my car. Always. Yes. Yes. I don't know
0: why. Like something about being in that closed-in space, it just like really supports me. So, (laughs) but what I noticed is, is that all of a sudden my business was like flourishing when I was moving from those places and making new decisions from those places. Old Andrea would be like, well, this client offered to pay this. So I'll just say yes to this because they're in agreement with the money, Mm -hmm. not an agreement with like, how would my energy feel having served this client? I wasn't spending a lot of time projecting my attention out to see if like in a month, am I going to be happy I did that? In three months, am I going to be happy I did that? In a year, am I going to be happy I did that? So what I started doing was this one simple, simple little technique, which was place my attention at the end of having done it. Do I feel an increase of energy then I say yes to it. Do I feel a decrease of energy? Then I say no to it. And that one simple little thing changed everything in my business. We tripled my gross income that year. hmm And it's just like, my business has been skyrocketing ever since.
1: Yeah, I love that. And again, it's something that's so simple. It's not like massive strategy. You didn't like burn down your entire business model and redo it. You guys, she's not on here saying like, I created a massive webinar or I added all these offers. Like you literally just made some simple tweaks in how you actually did things, which I love. And really it was around like the energetics of how you were going to feel when you were done with it.
0: Exactly. And the interesting thing was, is it was my most productive year ever because I don't know, we probably created like, I say we, cause I did have a, a team supporting me. Yeah. I don't know. We probably created like 12 or 17 new offers that year. And mm-hmm. it felt so good. It's like, I would have felt punished if you said, Andrea, you can't create that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, It was like, it was making my body feel more alive than it had ever before but I was waiting for the energy to fill my body before I did it and then I let the energy create the thing versus mm-hmm. me trying to cause energy or conjure energy in order to create the thing. Yeah. And I had all of these amazing offers that all of a sudden I don't run ads we did almost just shy of 1.5 million last year
1: mm-hmm.
0: and part of that is because the word of mouth that we get from me creating these offers in such an alive energy, people tell me, they're like, I listened to your shit three years ago and who you are today. And they're like, damn, we hear a difference in your voice.
1: Yeah. I love it. So one of the things that I actually want to share, it wasn't like on your podcast or anything, but like I have so many people. So obviously I teach sales. Right. And I always talk about like one model is not the only model to get to the end result. Right. Like You hear some people saying like, create courses, create webinars, create master classes. like it's not one certain model. And here we are in this podcast, you and I run very similar numbers in our business, but yet we run very different models. I run one signature program and one-on-one coaching, and you just had, you just said you ran close to 17 offers last year. So let's talk about how you can absolutely build two very successful businesses very differently, two very different models and still get to the same result. And it's really about like, what feels good to you.
0: Right. A hundred percent, because I would feel like I would want to just pull my nails off. If you're like, you have to create one offer and sell it all the time. I'd be like, I'm out. I'm a manifesting generator in my human design. Yeah. And I am too. It's so cool to hear actually that like a lot of Catherine Zinkina. she's one of my clients and she- for the most part, has one signature offer. Every once in a while, she'll pop in a little masterclass.
1: Like, I'll do like a micro offer once in a while, but I ran micro offers for like six months and I felt like it was like a fucking circus. And I was like, I cannot do this. Like it was making me crazy. Right. But people were surprised because I'm actually a Manny Jen. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So she yeah. is too. Wait, is she a generator or a Manny Jen? Anyways, doesn't matter, right? She yeah. like loves her one thing. She loves to promote it like twice a year, do huge launches around it. And I'm like, that sounds awful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, for someone like you who's like super creative, like, it works really well for you,
0: right? I love it. I Mm -hmm. couldn't. Now, will I do this for forever? Most likely not. (laughs) What I'm looking at is like I'm creating a library of like smaller and bigger offers that eventually I have this vision for my business where I look at somebody like Zig Ziglar who's like the OG of personal development, and I'm like, homie's dead, and he's still selling CDs
1: hundred
0: percent CDs guys. <laughs> I'm
1: still reading his books. Like you guys, I'm, I'm the master of sales. I literally love Zig Ziglar. I talk about him this podcast right. all the time. We're literally shouting him out right now. And the guy is dead.
0: Amazing. So <laughs> exactly. So that's, so I look at him and I'm like, Okay, if he's dead and he's still making sales, he really built a legacy. And I just, my vision for my business is to build a business that has longer legs than I do. So when I'm six feet under, my business is still running. Or if I'm laying on the beach or if I go spend six months in Costa Rica with the shaman or like whatever my soul guides me to, I don't know, then my business will still be running. And so I want systems, I want offers, I want, I wanna, I look at it like packaging little micro doses of. Like wisdom or medicine for people through the stuff that I create. And I love it that way, but that's not the secret. The secret is, is that my energy backs all of it. The secret for you is that your energy backs all of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you're building an incredible community around you as well, which again, like that's the personal brand around it as well. I mean, you could, you could sell pajamas tomorrow and people would buy them because it's like they're buying what you have. They absolutely love you and everything that you're creating out there. And you know, that takes time for that to build too. And I think people forget about that as well. It's like, well, yeah. you know, built this business because at the end of the day, they're buying Andrea. That's really what they're buying.
0: They're buying my trust, right? Yes. It's like, yes, people can look at me and they'll buy my lifestyle, which means that I could get them in to purchase something from me. That yes. doesn't mean that they'll stay. And our retention rate with people is astronomical. And I'm so proud of that because we deliver on what we say we're going to deliver. We're often over delivering. And also I have a tremendous amount of like trust. And it's like I've invested a lot of energy equity into my community. And that's constantly I like reap what I sow because and people just know they're like, Andrea will tell us don't buy this.
1: Same. Yeah. So, yeah, Same thing. It's like, Hey, this isn't for you. I'm not the coach for you. If you yeah. want to work on your mindset, like I'm not a mindset coach, go over here and see this person. Like that, I'm not yeah. here just to take your money. Like I'm going to only work with the people that I know I can absolutely get the results on. And if it's not yeah. me, I'm like, Hey, go see Allison go see Allie, go see Andrea. Like I'm not your girl for that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I know you talk a lot about like find out and fuck or fuck around and find out what is that actually mean in your world?
0: It means sometimes I don't know how things are going to work. So like Mm -hmm. I got trained in rapid resolution therapy and I had seen it done one-to-one model only. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what if, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what if I could bring a group of like 50 people into a Zoom? And if I could do it for one, I could do it for many at the same time. So my signature program WAP that has like probably the highest sales out of any of our program WAPA stands for Wealth Alignment Patterns, and it's all about doing unconscious ro- reprogramming around your beliefs around money, mm-hmm. which means you come in, you lean back, and I do the reprogramming for you being trained in rapid resolution therapy. But nobody told me that could work a one-to-many model. <laughs> and so it was like, look, I'm going to give this a try because my hunch says that I can do this. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, I'll refund everyone. Yeah. So I did it and it's been like a long run. That program I launched almost two years ago, people are still buying it today. Mm -hmm. And it's like our number one
1: selling program. I love that. So yeah, sometimes it's just about like, go and try it and figure it out. And like, it's absolutely okay if it doesn't work. And I think some so many people aren't willing to take that move and they aren't willing to actually take the action and just figure it out.
0: I love playing the game of like, wouldn't it be cool if.
1: Love that game. Crazy idea time. Like let's play crazy idea time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love some that. Some shit doesn't work. It, like, not all of them are, you know, massively profitable. But they, yeah. they will be because I look at, I look at every decision that I make, whether it works out right now or not, as having an ROI at some point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you look at all the stocks, at, at least any company that's been in business for a really long time, down is up because even mm-hmm. though there's little, it just goes up and down, up and down, up and down. When you zoom out it's always up. And I'm like, okay, that's what fuck around and find out means. Those little dips are like, "Mm, that didn't work. Mm, That didn't work. But when you zoom out, it all compounded and worked. Yeah, that's
1: so good. So I actually love this next topic that we're talking about because I feel like this is like sometimes we have a podcast, you get people on, you're like, oh, this question is actually like directed at me. And this is like some personal like coaching now. So I am actually someone who actually gets pretty triggered by the online space, by some people in life, in business and all the things. So what would life look like if we were actually untriggerable? Mm.
0: That's a great question. So number one. What happens is when you get triggered is all of a sudden you stop and your mind, your mind is perceiving that there's an external threat, right? Mm -hmm. As if the person on the other side of the screen in your phone, who's probably in another state somewhere has (laughs) has a knife, right? (laughs) But the sensation you feel in your body is, is if knife is to head, yes, right? Gun is to head. And you're like, ah, fuck. Right. And then, so what happens when you are in fight or flight in a triggered state, Mind gets narrowly focused on threat mm-hmm. and everything else disappears. Mm-hmm. So if you, let's say like my cousin goes to the shopping mall, somebody holds my cousin at gunpoint and all of a sudden the cops see and start running towards and the cops interview my cousin and they say, were there any witnesses? And my cousin would say, I don't know, but I can describe the gun perfectly. Mm-hmm. Mind gets narrowly focused on most immediate threat, and then it blinds everything else. Mm-hmm. So imagine what would happen if you held your peripheral vision all the time, mm-hmm. all of the wisdom, the signs, the nudges, the creativity. When you're in a state of stress, how creative are you?
1: Yeah. Not very at all. When is
0: that useful in business to not be creative? Never. 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 <laughs> right? Never. Right. Right. So what I love doing for people, so I ran a program called Known. We actually just finished it and it's all around increasing visibility and being unafraid to be known. So those triggers of like cancel culture and all of this stuff are like dumb shit people say on the internet, just roll over you like a soft waterfall is kind of like the concept, right? Because when you can look at it through the lens of reality, mm-hmm. and it's interesting too, because if you like closed your eyes and you saw where, um, um, Let's say somebody sent you a message and they're like, you didn't help me, right? Blah, 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 blah. They're sending you this like bullshit message. And and you're like, oh my God, what happened? And you're closing your eyes. I bet if you looked at like where that message or this idea is placed, it's probably somewhere over on the right side of your vision, which is like where distortion is held. Mm -hmm. Left side is typically where truth is held. Mm -hmm. So if I close my eyes and I'm like, where are my children? I see my children all the way over to the left because I see my children in complete truth, like Mm -hmm. deep connection, closeness, trust, truth. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I see like, as somebody commented the other day and they're like, you're a dirty, nasty, disgusting stripper. I don't trust anything sure. that you say. And I was just, I just replied, LOL. <laughs> like right. that version of Andrea's is dead. Yes. I yeah. was a stripper when I was 19. I'm 41. Right. Get off me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: I'm no longer her.
0: In the words of Taylor Swift, she's dead. <laughs> she's dead. <laughs> Right. And I can see where that is. It's like over on the right of just like her belief system about me is distorted. Yes. Right. So what I'm looking to do is to bring people into truth and also so that emotional effects don't occur. Yeah. I felt nothing when she didn't
1: even, that didn't even
0: affect you. It didn't even like hurt you. Nope. And like, I got no heart palpitations. Mm -hmm. Would that be true if a close love, if my, not my mom, but like my daughter who I have this very deep, close, intimate connection with, yes. if she came to me and be, and was like, you've been a terrible mother my whole life and like said that for the first time, like my brain would probably blur. Yes. I would probably melt down a little and be like, oh my God, what? Because yes. what happens is, is that when somebody says something about you, especially somebody that you want to believe truth about you. What you believe is your mind is processing it as if you're learning something about yourself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And what's happening a lot of times is that you're only learning the lens of their distortion, unless Mm -hmm. there's some reality to it that you're like, okay, I didn't show up how I wish that I had. Yeah. You know, and you're like, that's an accurate, it's not based in illusion, it's not based in assumption, it's not based in distorted belief systems. I fucked up. I'm going to make that right. You're most likely going to have less of an emotional response to it Mm -hmm. because you're like, yeah, that's true. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I fucked up. Yeah. But if somebody informs you, when I was ending my marriage, my ex told me all of these things about me, about how I like didn't show up as a wife. Mm -hmm. And I believed him. And I was in like a a catatonic state all night. I'm like, oh my God, how... How did I show up as that? What was I doing? I can't believe I did that. I, I'm such a shitty wife, this and that. And when I came out of it, I was like, oh, I believed that I just learned something about myself, stepped back, deep breath. And I was like, damn, that was his distortion of you, of me and yes. in, the, in the specific things that he was saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Was I
0: a perfect wife? We were together for 20 years. We got married when we were babies. Like, No, I was an asshole at some points. Like- <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're all assholes at some point.
0: Sure. But what he was saying specifically, I was like, wait a second.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
0: not true. <laughs> that's so it took good. me time to get there.
1: It took me time to get there. Yeah, that was so good. That was such a great thing. You guys, That was like such a great like lesson right there. I think that like, you guys should actually go back and like re-listen to that again. And anytime that you're being triggered, like but bookmark this podcast and listen to it because that was a great way that Andrea actually broke it down. So Andrea, people are listening to this podcast right now—they're obviously falling in love with you as much as I have. Where can people find you? What do you have going on? I know you have like lots of different offers, but like, how do people usually start in your world, or how do they come into your world?
0: Most people start in my program called Regulate, which mm-hmm. is just all around reducing your stress stress response to normal everyday things, so that you can stay on the edge of growth. Mm-hmm. We have people from like stay-at-home moms, nurses, entrepreneurs, like all walks of life have gone through Regulate. So that was a part of the bundle that you and I had created together. So that's where most people would, would start with me. It's my most coconut oil program because it's <laughs> useful to everyone. And then I, of course, have lots of wide variety of different offers, but my high performers, so the ones that I'm really, really known for are my pleasure model where I teach people to do business through the lens of pleasure not pressure Mm -hmm. and then like my money programs that are more related to like if you have ADHD tendencies and you feel like shame around like managing your money I have one for that and then WAP would be me doing the unconscious reprogramming for you so you don't have that stress response to money when things aren't like amazing and
1: Awesome. Well, you guys go over and one to check out regulate. I know that we had access to it inside of the bundle and it's absolutely incredible. I have heard so many awesome things about it. We'll put all of her information in the show notes. Go over check her out. Her content is straight fire. Again, she has been such a role model for me in many years of just consuming her content. So go over, check her out, say hello to her in the DMs and consume her stuff. Andrea, thank you so much for being here today. It was a pleasure to not only have you on the podcast, but also collaborate with you in the business bustle. I can never say that word business Bestie Bundle. And I can't wait to collaborate with you more in the future, my friend. Thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.